Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So just out of the blue, she said you threatened to stab her in the heart mm-hmm. with the stick. And you believe mm-hmm. that it's because she wanted the, the promotion that's, that you got. That, yes, but she had only my... been working there a month at that point, right? This is the plaintiff, Robert Wilkins. He says he was the defendant's immediate supervisor at Walmart, and she was upset she didn't get his job after being there for only a month. And she made a false accusation against him, claiming he threatened to kill her. He was suspended and had to fight these false accusations in court for almost two years. And he's suing the liar for $7,000 for lost wages and defamation. This is the defendant, Beth Ann Barnes. She says the plaintiff picked up a piece of wood and said he was going to stab her in the heart with it and send her home forever. She reported him to his boss, and then she was so freaked out about it, she quit. The cops arrested him because they checked the store video. She now carries a pistol with her for protection from this guy, and he needs to be taught a lesson by the judge today. She's accused of making up lies. The defendant is about a countersuit for $7,000 for emotional distress. All parties, please raise your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. All right, Mr. Wilkins, you are suing your former co-worker, Ms. Barnes, for $7,000 mm-hmm. in lost wages, defamation, and pain and suffering as a result of what you say was a malicious prosecution that she made up. You have counterclaimed mm-hmm. against them. Oh, look at that, the exact same amount, in emotional distress. Let me hear from you, Mr. Mm-hmm. Wilkins, first. Good morning, Your Honor. Um, on January 28th, uh, 2020, uh, I was working at Walmart, and uh, I was scheduled to get off at 3 o'clock, but I actually didn't get out of there till almost 4. Um, then when the defendant, Ms. Barnes, came in at 2, we worked together very easily, nothing, no problems. How, how long so, had you been working together? Probably two, uh, approximately two weeks. Okay, and there have been no problems before that? No, ma'am. Okay. I was hired at that at that particular location in the December thirty first, two thousand nineteen. That was my first official day. Okay. So my 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 store manager just said, "You have more experience on this side of the store. I'm just going to put you over that air over this area." And that area was sporting goods and automotive. Okay. And is it your you is it your impression? Because I read this in your complaint that she had mm-hmm. wanted that position. Where do you get that from? Uh, she had told multiple people. So gossip. Yeah. Okay. She had told multiple people. All right, so go ahead. The defendant came in at uh, around 2 o'clock. We worked together throughout the rest of the shift. We was behind the counter. I picked up a broken piece of pallet that was probably about a 
two foot long, maybe a foot long, um, that I picked up off the floor earlier that morning to get it off the floor, you know, because it is a safety hazard. So I put it on my counter. I said, I'll take care of that later. We was behind the counter. I get, I'm assuming she was getting the key, the sporting goods keys from me, or I don't know. I can't remember, but she, I picked up the stick and I'm talking, I talk with my hands. Like I'm always like this. So I went home. We continued to work together. I didn't get out of there until almost four o'clock. I went home the next, I went home that night, come back the next day. Uh, my immediate supervisor told me what had happened, what she's accusing me of. And I was Wait, kind of what was off. she I'm accusing like, you, you of? Uh, stabbing her in the heart. Uh, threatening to stab her in the heart or stabbing her in the heart? Threatening to stab her in the heart. Okay, so I talk with my hands. I had a stick in my hands. Why are you talking with your hands with a pallet in your hand? Well, I, I was just, I was, we were having a conversation. It wasn't, I wasn't like threatening. Were to you stab guys her. fighting about anything at the time that you were having no, that conversation? What were you talking about during that conversation? I cannot recall. Did I you have recall. any unpleasant words with her about anything at any time? No, ma'am. So just out of the blue, she said you threatened to stab her in the heart mm-hmm. with the stick. And you believe mm-hmm. that it's because she wanted the, the promotion that's, that you got. That, yeah, but she had only my... been working there a month at that point, right? No, no, ma'am. Oh, she had been working there a while. I, I want to say two years, but at okay. that particular, I, I don't know. I was only at that store for a month. And yet I've when been... you worked together for the two, how, however long time, two weeks, did you say before that she never showed any unpleasantness towards you? Yeah, no, I haven't had no problem, no problem at all with her. Right. And then those two weeks, she didn't say, you got my job or you're a jerk or she no, wasn't ma'am. mean to you. So it was nothing. So just out of no. the blue, she said you threatened her like that. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, what happens, Mr. Wilson, Wilkins, to you when you come into work? The, the next day? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I came into work. It was a normal day. I had no clue of what was going on. My supervisor told me that this was the complaint that was, ha- that was put against me. So I was like, what are you talking about? I never threatened her. I know I'm not the type of person. I'm not going to do that. I know that's my personality. I'm not going to do that. So I was kind of thrown off. But he was like, just watch what you say. Watch what you do. So I was like, okay, whatever. Well, did you say something uh, to her joking? And did she misinterpret it? No. All right. So I assume that since this is Walmart, I I know that there have to be cameras absolutely everywhere. So did your boss pull the cameras? They did. Eventually they pulled the cameras. What they see? Uh, I, I was, they apparently saw me uh, waving the stick around. There's no audio to the footage. There's no, uh, you know, there's no evidence of me saying anything to her. All I know, I'd never seen the video. I have not seen the video. How could, they, so how could you I not want to see the video? They, they, they just don't, they won't let me see the Did video. you try to see it and they wouldn't let you? Yeah. Well, but you got arrested, didn't you? No, ma'am. You're suing for malicious prosecution, aren't you? Didn't you end up yeah. getting arrested? I was, I, I, I was cited. You were what? I was cited. Cited. Okay. You were cited. Yeah, cited, cited yeah, yeah. Yeah. You were for... cited and you had to appear in criminal court, correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yes, ma'am. I don't mean you physically were dragged to jail. I meant you got charged with the crime. So you got charged with yeah. the crime, right? Mm-hmm. So yes, ma'am. did the police see the video? Yes, ma'am. Okay. And I presume, did you have a lawyer in the criminal case? Yes, ma'am. So your lawyer saw the video. So didn't you see the video then? I don't, I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't think he's ever seen the video. How could he not see the video? It's the only evidence against you. I mean, it's not the only evidence against you, but it's evidence against you. Of course your lawyer saw the video. I don't, I don't know if he did or not. He's did, your lawyer, did you ever ask your lawyer, get your hands on the video? You'll, you'll see that it's not, there's no threat? Yeah, they couldn't, I don't think he's ever seen the video. How can that be? Uh, it was a court-appointed lawyer. I don't... Well, a court-appointed lawyer doesn't mean anything. They're still a lawyer. They know what they're doing. Yeah. All right. So, Ms. Barnes, let's talk to you. What happened here? Yes, ma'am. 
Um, well, let me start with the day before all this. Um, I have one fear, and it is snakes. Well, there was a fake snake by the counter. I saw it. I asked him. I was like, look, I am deathly afraid of these things. They terrify me, even fake ones. I said, can you please move it? Well, he picks it up. I think he's going to move it. He throws it at me and starts laughing. And I was just like, okay, he, he wants to be funny. He thinks this is funny, whatever. So I go in the next day. I try to overlook what he had done because, like I said, I mean, it terrified me. I'm completely terrified of snakes. I got the keys from him to help a customer. I can't remember what the conversation was after I helped my customer. I was giving him the keys back, and he picks up this piece of pallet wood that looks like a stake, and he comes at me making a stabbing motion going, I'm just going to send you to your forever home, and I'm like, excuse me and i mean was he I, trying to be funny then too do you think i don't know i didn't take it as him being no funny. i know i um, know but but my question that, is you know did that just come out of the blue or had the two of you had uh words about the snake throwing thing or um, no, i didn't say anything to him like i said i went in right I was so it's so to, out of the blue do you think he was trying to be humorous again i don't know but i just i don't feel like that is something to be humorous about. No, it, I, I, I mean, agree I with you. I'm like just asking you if you think that's what he... Do you have any idea why he did that? Because if he didn't do it do because not. you yelled at him over the snake thing and he didn't do it, you know, like, I'm, so I'm trying to figure it out, but I guess you don't know why. Yeah, All right. well, you know, I've been trying to figure it out for <laughs> okay. almost two years now. So he takes a stick and, he's, and he points it at you like what? Like like he's fencing with you? Like he's got a knife? Oh, no. He takes it and like he's going to stab me. Like you would stab what they show you'd stab a vampire. Like this. Okay. Yeah. And then he yeah. says, I'm going to stab your heart and send you to your forever home. No, he just said, I'll just send you to your forever home. Okay. Making uh, the stabbing motion. Okay. So what do you do? I turn around and walk away, and I go find my my assistant manager, which was his immediate boss, okay. and let him know what was going on. And what did the manager do? He said that he had already left and that he would talk to him the next day and take care of everything. And then what happened? Evidently nothing, because when I went in the next day, they expected me to work with him, and I looked at him, and I was like, no, I, I'm not, I don't feel comfortable working with him. I don't feel safe. Okay, and then what happened? Well, they said, that's your only choice. I was like, no, it's not. I turned my vest in and I quit because I was not going to work with them. <laughs> so apparently it's not your only choice. So you exactly. turned your vest in and you quit. I love that. So here's what I want to know. At that point, had anyone at the store bothered to look at any footage? Not that I know of. I know when, after all of it happened, I called my husband because I was a wreck, you know, they wanted me to go work beside this person that had just threatened to kill me the day before. When I called him, he was like, I'll be right there. We live eight minutes from the Walmart that we were working at. Um, by the time I got from the back of the store to the front doors, my husband was walking in the front doors. Well, he, he made a little bit of a scene. I'm not going to lie. What did he do? Like, call the, um, well, he was yelling and cussing and like, I'll take care of this since they won't. I mean, he he's six foot three and about 275 pounds. So he's a big guy. 
And so one of the other assistant managers was like, okay, we're going to call the cops. And he's like, good, go for it. I want the cops here. Okay. <laughs> and they just kind of looked at him like, you want the cops here? And he went, yes, I do. All right. So did the cops come? They did come. There was four of them that came. And did they look at the footage on that day? They did. Um, three of them went inside, the sergeant and two other officers, and one officer stayed outside with me and my husband. Once they came back out, they looked at me and said, "Miss Barnes, you can leave. You don't need to do anything else. We're handling it from here. Okay. And that's when you got cited with a crime, right, Mr. Wilkins? Mm -hmm. In fact, not only that, Walmart suspended you without pay for a month, right? Yes, ma'am. But you didn't lose your job. No, ma'am. Okay. So if Walmart suspended you without pay mm -hmm. after looking at the video. Yes, ma'am. And if the police cited you with a crime after looking mm -hmm. at the video, then how am I supposed to look at this and say she made the whole thing up? Well, I mean, she, the thing was is that I don't think my bosses even believed the accusations that were being Then why'd they suspend you for a month? They had to this policy. If no, there's a, the only policy is they suspend you for a month. You do something wrong. They don't just suspend you for a month because someone's someone made up something right. against you. They get to the bottom of it. And so I right. know you everybody here knows that before they suspended you for a month, they looked at the video. I'd love to have the video. Let's see. Do you have the video, Mr. Wilkins? No, ma'am. OK. Do you have the video, Ms. Barnes? No, that neither the police or Walmart would let me get a copy of it. Right. So uh, now that I can't look at the video, I got to look at the actions of people who did look at the video because that was the first thing everybody did. So you have a counterclaim against him for emotional distress, Ms. Barnes. Tell me about that. Um, well, after the incident, I started having nightmares. Um, I'm in therapy and have been off and on since. Um, I went and got my concealed carry permit. I carry my 38 with me everywhere I go now. Okay. Let, let's assume for a moment that he picked up a stick and said that to you. Have you ever heard from him since then? No, I have not. And that well, was two years did. ago? His, well, his um, lawyers or him, somebody sent me a cease and desist letter. But a I cease and desist about what? No contact and to quit saying that he was arrested. Since we finished with court, I have not seen him or... I mean, I've what ended up happening anyway. in court, Mr. Wilkins? Um, I was found not guilty. Was the there a trial? Yes, ma'am. Uh, did Ms. Barnes testify and the police testify and the um, the police did not testified uh, to testify. Uh, I testified. The defendant testified. And I had a former another co-worker testify. And where was the tape on the day of the trial, Ms. Barnes? Do you know? That's the only day the officer did not show up for court. And it had been, the, the officer had been in court how many times before that with the tape? Oh, we had been in and out of court probably eight times. And all during the yeah. pandemic, right? Yes. Why was it continuously yes, continued? Um, I have my guesses, but I have no proof. Um, but COVID was part of it. But what's your guess? That they were a district attorney and judge shopping. Why? Is there a different district attorney and judge each time? Yes. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. We, All right. And we were moved from courtroom to courtroom. So. Right. Okay. So, Mr. Wilkins, you're suing for $3,000 because Walmart decided to suspend you, which is Walmart's decision, not hers, after they've heard her right. and watched a video. You're suing for $2,000 for pain and suffering because you had to go to court? Well, the, if I was to get convicted of this charge, I would be terminated from my position at work. So every time I would go to court, 
I will constantly be in anxiety of this is it. If we have a child day, I'm like, if I get found guilty, I will be terminated, you know? And plus when I was back at work, every time they would call me to the supervisor's office or a question that was needed to be answered or something, I would get an anxiety attack. I thought there was two cops in there waiting for me to get <laughs> arrested or something. Like it, it was a, Either both of you have to toughen up a little or you're both just exaggerating. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. In a criminal case, the, the standard of proof is beyond and to the exclusion of every reasonable doubt. If I'm the judge in your criminal case and it's your word against hers and, mm-hmm. and there's no tape in the room and a tape exists, I'd be pretty angry at the prosecutors for not having their own copy of the tape. I was a prosecutor for a decade. If the procedure is that the police officer brings a tape with him each and every time, that's kind of goofy. I should, as the prosecutor, have a copy of the tape. And then I should be able to introduce the copy of the tape. And I should be able to show the same thing the police officers saw and Walmart saw when they suspended him. I should be able to see it. So if I'm the judge in your criminal case and I don't see it, I do hold that against the state. I would say, you know what? You haven't proven your case to the exclusion of every reasonable doubt. But we are in a civil case. Here we are, and your burden of proof as a plaintiff in a civil case, you have to prove to me that it's more likely than not that she made this stuff up, okay, to frame you because she wanted your job. All right? Show me the tape. Mm -hmm. The police let people know before in, in your town, they let people know, because I tried to get the tape, They let people know you have three months and then we'll destroy the tape because the case is over once the case is over. So you are not, Mr. Wilkins, going to collect $7,000 by proving to me that you should never have been suspended by Walmart when they actually suspended you and you have taken no action against Walmart, have you, Mr. Wilkins? No, ma'am. Right. In fact, you're still working for them. All right. Mm -hmm. So, And you're also not going to get $2,000 in defamation nor $2,000 in pain and suffering because you have the burden of proof, even if it's lower than in a criminal case, you have the burden of proving that it's more likely than not that she made the whole thing up. And here you are in a unique position with a lawyer to ask for the tape, to have it, to exonerate you, and and somehow I don't have the tape. All right, your counterclaim, which I think you only filed because he filed a claim against you because you were on your merry way and over this, right? Yes, ma'am. Right. Your counterclaim against him where you say, I am so scared of this that I got a concealed permit. You know, I mean, at worst, what we're talking about is someone who took a stick and made some stupid comment, which... If he did it and it shows in the video he did it, I'm still thinking he just is an idiot and thinks that's funny, just like the snake throwing. Why are you nodding? You said you didn't Sorry. threaten her, and yet you're nodding Sorry. while I said that. Sorry. Right? No. Because, see, I know what happened. He's an idiot, and he shook it at you and said something stupid. That's why he's nodding. <laughs> because he lied to me before when he said he didn't do anything. I know that's what he did. He's a, he, you know, he thinks it's funny. It's not funny. It's not, no, I got to be not. in therapy for 20 years on funny, <laughs> but it's not funny. But you're not giving me evidence of $7,000 worth of emotional distress. It's not just that someone from North Carolina got a carrying concealed firearm permit and got one, which is easy. 
in your state. It's not that hard to do, and it's not that, you know, I know I have a house in North Carolina. I love North Carolina. I'm not criticizing North Carolina. I'm just saying it is not one of those states where it's really hard to do. Okay, that is not evidence worth $7,000. Show me the therapy bills. Right. Show me something. You're not showing it to me. Zero on your case against him. Zero, Mr. Wilkins, on your case against Ms. Barnes. So in these competing $7,000 lawsuits, nobody prevails. Nobody gets anything. Mr. Wilkins, you, you're the plaintiff. You brought this case into court. Uh, number one, well, how do you feel about the judge's verdict? What, what's your reaction? Well, I mean, I respect it. But, you know, Zay, I don't know what kind of emotional distress I caused her because she still shopped in that store several times and, you know, came near my department. If I someone threatened to kill me, I'm not going to shop in the store where they work at. I will go out of my way to go somewhere else. But... Has there been any lasting uh, effect on you? I mean, uh, you're still working at Walmart. You're still there. Uh, it, well, you I, know, anybody I say anything to you about it or what? Well, I'm, I'm in a new location. Um, I transferred to a new location in a new county, so I don't have anything to do with that county anymore. All right, Ms. Barnes, let me talk to you. Same thing here. You didn't have enough evidence to convince the judge you should prevail in your $7,000 suit against him. How are you doing now? This has been a, it's been a year now. Uh, are you still uh, it's scared? Been almost two years. Well, he's not there anymore. So, you know, that's good that I don't have to worry. Look over my shoulder every time I go in. But, um, yeah, I I'm good. You lost the case, and I'm sorry, but that's the way it goes. Good luck to you. What a story, Harvey. So, Doug, the plaintiff here got nothing for malicious prosecution. Let me tell you just what that means. Malicious prosecution means not only that there was absolutely no basis for somebody to sue somebody else, but that it was motivated not just partly, but solely by malice. That's why they call it malicious prosecution. That is a very high standard to meet, and that's one of the reasons the plaintiff got Zippo. Marilyn, are you a good flyer? And uh, tell us a little bit about your experiences flying. Well, I've, I've had this job for 20, oh, so we're going on 22 years. And right. um, so kind of I have a long commute. It's a long commute. I've been <laughs> flying to work for 22 years. And like, I'm not nervous unless there's turbulence. Turbulence scares me because then all of a sudden I am reminded that I am not in a chair. I'm in a chair going how many miles an hour, miles an hour. That, uh, through the air? That's when I realize. Ah! And right. but I always look at the flight attendants to see if they just keep chit chatting. Like if yeah. they get if I see their face nervous, right. then I am awful. As long as they're calm. It's right. Like, if ah, they're calm, then I can stay calm. Can't so be just, that bad. I'm constantly peeking to see how right. the flight attendants feel about it. How um, many miles have you flown <laughs> just on American Airlines? Do you know about just, how many? Yes, yeah. just on American. How many miles? And I, I have flown Eastern for years because I, I also had another commuting job at Harvard Law School right, years ago. Right, from Miami to Harvard Law and School. I, and I, I, we went on our honeymoon on my Eastern commuter right. flights. But, um, first time I ever sat in first class. Right. <laughs> Right. In fact, we were so happy that on the way back, we were leaving France. And do you remember the, the French uh, flight attendant no. saw us just a little too giddy and said, let me see your boarding passes. Right. Papers, please. We don't belong there, right? Because yeah. we're happy that we're in first class. This is the plaintiff, Brian Williams. He says he hired the defendant to do some work on his iron gates. And she botched the job big time. He thought she had a reliable company. He's given her $10,000 worth of work and is owed a refund of 2300 bucks because the defendant, as it turns out, does shoddy work. So he's suing for just that.
This is the defendant, Karina Velasco. She says she fabricated iron gates for the plaintiff. And a month or two after the job was completed, he called to say the gates fell off their tracks. Turns out the gates were hit by a car. Now he's been trying to get her to fix them for free. She wishes the guy was honest about what happened, but now that he lied to her, she wants nothing to do with him. She's accused of bending a customer out of shape. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says that the ironwork the defendant did on his fence was substandard, and as a result, he wants his money back. The defendant claims the guy ran his car into his iron gate, and he's now looking for a free repair job. It's the case of Iron Man, the lawsuit. Thank you, Douglas. All right, Mr. Williams, you are suing Ms. Velasco's company for $2,300. You want a refund of $1,300 for work that you paid them for and ha they have not fixed and 1000 for pain and suffering for leading you on uh, for quite a while regarding the work. Can you tell me what happened? Well, Judge, uh, I had more than one job done through the company. When I first bought my uh, second house in Newark, I found them on uh, Google and they had some good reviews. So I figured they were a good company. I wanted to keep the money locally in Newark. So I called and spoke to her, Karina, and she, she was nice and everything. So they came out, gave me an estimate of Okay, they did the first job on the first house and everything was fine with that. Is the yes. house that where everything goes wrong the second house or the third house that you hire them for? Second house. Second house. So you hire them for the second house and you pay them to put, did they install the gate or were, they were reworking the gate? Instead of um, gates opening from the inside out, I asked them to make rolling gates. Okay. So they said they can do that. Okay. So they charged me $3,500 for that job. All right. Did, did the gates work fine? No problems. But I needed, I needed a, uh, adjustments made to the sliding gate so that cars can get in easily and get out easily. So you hired them to do what? So I hired them. I, I had them come back a second time to adjust the rolling gates to allow more space for cars to come in and out. Okay. They said, but when you say adjust, they charged you $1,300 that second time, right? To move the pole. Right. Move, so it's not just adjust. The they were going to be doing something, and your ultimate goal was for the gate to slide more? My, my ultimate goal was for... The opening more, to be bigger. space. Right, the opening for the cars to, to go in. Okay, so when do they do the $1,300 job? They did the $1,300 job on uh, 420, 2021. Okay. All right, and then what happens? So um, what happened was about 6 on June 17th, I informed them that the large gate, because this is a small section and a large section. So I, I informed them that the large section of the gate came off track. They said, okay, we're gonna come out, we're gonna come and inspect it. So now, later on, the, the smaller gate came off track. When you say Almost, off track, I'm not sure what you mean. Like, you can't just go like this and put it back on track? No. Okay. It's a very heavy gates, They're very heavy. So once they once they come off track, the problem is um, this, this, this wheel at the bottom of it, and there's a, a piece around midsection holds the gate in position. So if that piece breaks off, 
the gate can no longer be in position anymore. All right, so you're not going to mess with it. Right. I, right. I can't put them back up because the, the piece in the midsection broke off, so the gates will no longer be able to move okay. back and forth. All right, so you, I, I see a series of texts where you are begging them to come out, and they are repeatedly saying to you that they... Who are you texting with? Is that with Ms. Velasco? Yes, yes. Okay, and they don't come out, and they tell you they're going to come out, then they don't come out, then they tell you they're going to come out, they don't come out, and that goes on for how long? That goes on for about three to four months. Okay. So finally, they do come out, and they say, okay, in order to fix the job, we got to add new posts to the, to the gates so they, can, so they can stand firmly and securely without coming off. Who tells you that? Okay. Wait, stop. Who Karina? tells you that? Karina via text message. So let me ask you, according to your complaint, did they remove a yes. post in order to make the opening bigger for you in that $1,300 job? Or did they move a post? Did they remove a post or move a post? What did they do? I, I asked them, even in a picture, right? I asked them to move the post over, right? So they, were, they have to remove a post in order to put another post in another location. But they told me, they said, hey, the one post will hold both, will hold the one gate and the other post will hold the other gate. So me being a novelist, I don't know. I'm not, you know, I'm not a iron worker. I don't have no idea okay. how these things work. All right. So when they say we're going to add a post, do they say, and that'll cost you X or do they, it's no. on them. They don't say that. All on right. them. Do they ever come back and do the job? No. So at some point you ask for your 1300 back and what, they just yes. stop answering entirely? Yes. And then you send them a picture of your small claims complaint and she says, all right, we'll have somebody there next week. Just give us another week. And then what happens that other week? No, they didn't come out. They didn't come. That other week they didn't come and then you file the complaint. All right, let me hear from you, Ms. Velasco. Okay. So on March 26th, um, we completed the job, which was uh, uh, making the gates instead of being two-door, we made it a rolling gate. That was a total of 3500 Perfect. Everything was good. On April 19th, we did receive a message from um, Mr. Brian that he wanted us to make his driveway bigger. So what we did is we removed it. Removed then what? What did you remove? The, the post. So, so, now, so he's more. right that you removed the post in order to achieve what he wanted. And then what happens? Correct. Go ahead. So we completed the job June 17th, which was to remove the post and make his driveway bigger. Then he sent us a message saying that... How, how, how much later? I do want the date on that. Does he send that I message? do not have it. I know I completed the job June 17th. It must have been... Probably weeks later. I'm not sure. Okay, so it was a, a tight time. It was like a week later. Okay, go ahead. Correct. And then he said that one of uh, the the gates fell off. So during that time, our shop did get flooded. Uh, one of our employees did get COVID. I contacted him. <clears throat> one of my guys went out, did check. Um, I, saw, I know they also took pictures. And they said that one of the gates was vented. So that meant either that one of the cars hit it, probably backing up or going in, and that's probably why it fell off. Okay, now I'm going to need to see... Wait, 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 don't go on to the next thing. I need okay. proof of what you just said. Um, did you send those pictures in? I did. Okay, these are the only two pictures we have from you which you sent in today, and these don't show a bent 
railing. That was when the job was completed. Okay, no, I, what I need the- is proof of what you just said. Let me tell you why. If, in fact, your worker said, look, here's evidence a car hit it, I expect to see that in the text you have back and forth with him. And I have to tell you, I read through 80 pages of text, and I don't see it. I don't see you saying to him, a car hit it, this is a repair. I don't see that. So no, I did not send him text message. I did call him. Ah, there and we I go. You know, but see, but see, I don't, I don't have proof of that. And watch this. Did she ever tell you that a car hit it, Mr. No, Williams? No. Right. So no, I expect to you. see it because there's constant chatter between you two, mostly on his part. Like every 10 texts he sends you begging you to go by there, you will answer one of them. Uh, even okay, when you guys don't show up and he says, hey, are you coming? What time are you coming? I'm here. Are you coming? I'm here. You guys don't answer. So so I'm going to need to see proof that your investigation revealed user error on his tenant's part as opposed to mechanical error on the repair. Because actually what I see is you saying we'll have to add another post. So you've admitted that you took out a post to do his job. Don't do the job if it's not going to work. Right. But if you do a job, you're the expert. It's got to work with the removed post. Then all of a sudden I see your text to him telling him, look, we're going to have to add a post. Okay. Then that's you repairing the $1,300 job. So I expect you to finish it. If your defense in front of me is a car hit it and I have proof, show me the proof. So my question and my statement is, an iron gate does not fall off. The posts are not bent. The rail, which he said, is perfectly fine. The only thing between an iron gate is a wheel and the rail. Okay, do you think that I've never had an iron gate? Because no, iron gates fall off for fine. reasons other than a car hitting it. I'm telling you that right now. Maybe they pushed it or they pushed it. No, darling, no, no. And you know you're lying to me when you say that because I've had iron gates my whole life and then all no. of a sudden it's off the thing and then I get, then you, you know, I get myself and don't company. talk over me. Don't talk over me. Okay, I get myself sorry. and two other people and I lift it and put it back on and usually we're okay. That's why I had asked him that question. But we have a structural issue here, which is you remove the post to make make it bigger. And then I have you in text saying that you need to add a post. So let's go to the text and let me not put words in your mouth. I see you say this week, my guys will go to your location to see what they have to do. And they will send you pictures. Do you know what day they're coming? I'd like to be there. Hello, Brian. I'll find out tomorrow and get back to you. Hello. They are passing by today. They pass by. Yay. Exclamation point. They will start working on one of the gates this week. They have to install the posts not your tenant hit it with the car but they have to install the posts so please tell me how this is his error or his tenant's error he the post that he told us to remove we removed it to make it bigger that's yeah but what not if it doesn't work and the thing goes off they expect you to have the talent to know how to be able to do it now all of a sudden you're saying yeah i guess we do have to add another post to fix okay, it. it. You don't it, say it your tenant work. hit the gate. You know what? Give this guy back his money. You don't get $1,000 for pain and suffering, but you do get back your $1,300. Hire another company that actually responds to you and treats you like your business matters, okay? You are not at the mercy of a contractor. You aren't. I know you feel you are, and maybe you were during COVID, but things are getting better. You do not need to beg somebody to do their job. You're going to get back your $1,300 from her verdict for the plaintiff. Thank you, God. So the judge finds for the plaintiff he's going to get his $1,300 back. Uh, Ms. Velasco, how do you feel about that? What's your reaction to that? 
I feel like it's not fair because he asked us to remove the post. We did remove the post. We left the job perfect. Uh, it could open and close. And then weeks later, they call and say that the gates fall off. So, yeah, well, like I said, it either they... got hit by it got hit by a car or someone pushed it or pulled it too hard because the posts are still in position and the rails are still in position also. Well, you still had to come back and put in posts, you know, because there was a mistake there. Mr. Williams, the big question to you is, uh, number one, why on earth didn't you go to some other company to, to get help? Why would you keep dealing well, with them? I, I, I want to do that, but I really want to give them an opportunity to just come and finish the job, fix their work so I can just move on. But, you know, I guess I was just being too patient. I should have just oh. did what I had to do and and not wait any longer. I mean, are there other companies in your area that do that kind of work or were they the only ones, you know, that, that you could turn to? No, there are other companies in the area. You know, I, I just wanted to give them a chance. In any event, you're going to get your money, the $1,300, and uh, hopefully you can get your gates fixed. Are they fixed yet? No, not yet. It's in the process. Not yet? Really? I'm getting, wow. I'm getting estimates now to get it done. Okay. Good luck to you. <laughs> Hope Thank you, you so get much. those gates fixed. So, Doug, in this case, no pain and suffering. And here's why. This is really a breach of contract case. You can get pain and suffering when usually, this is the typical, there's exceptions to this, when there's personal injury or some kind of emotional distress. It's called in the law a tort. That means that by getting injured, you would feel pain, or even if it's emotional, you would feel upset. With a contract, it's basically considered a piece of paper that is lifeless uh, between two people. And even if you get pissed off at the other person because that person is breaking the contract or whatever, it's not the same kind of emotional upset. You cannot get pain and suffering for breach of contract. What's the last time you had to write up a resume? Boy, I guess for you or for anybody. Oh, for me or for anybody? Well, the last time I had to um, do anything that resembles a resume, I suppose, is when is the last judicial application to be a circuit court judge. Oh. That's when you have to put all your qualifications out there. Right. Um, that would have been in the 90s. The last time I worked on a resume is all three of my daughters always send me stuff right. to proofread and all of their friends right. um, and to... Uh, you know, to edit. Right. Um, so that's the last time. And my, our daughters all have had resumes since, I don't know, I guess since when they were applying to colleges and Absolutely. stuff. Or applying for jobs, even. We do a lot of proofreading. We do a lot of proofreading. <laughs> Editing. Um, but when, when was the last time you... Me? Yeah. Oh, my God. Your own. My own resume? Probably um, right when I was coming out of college. Coming out of college. Yeah. And uh, that would have been in the 80s. And... So what kinds of things did you have in the 80s on oh your resume? Oh, my God. Well, let's see. Let's see what kind of uh, amazing experiences I had. My work experience section would have said uh, meatpacking plant, uh, wax lip factory, mm -hmm. uh, busboy, uh -huh. uh, waiter, pizza delivery guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure every place that I gave it to, the first thing that went through their head was, oh, my God, we can't, we can't let this guy get away. Look at <laughs> what? He worked at a wax lip factory. He's full of factory. qualifications. Look, the guy can drive. Come on. <laughs> so I'm sure it just blew him away, right? <laughs> but I haven't had to do one in a long, long time. Yeah, that's a privilege of age. <laughs> <laughs>